hashtag fresh money. Today we are auditing, as it were, um, KPMG. Please welcome financial economist and analyst, Gulam Balim. Good morning, Gulam. Thank you for your time as always. Good morning, Fresh. No, thanks always for having me. Now, Gulam, it happens often that a story breaks. Everyone is shocked, kind of. 24 hours later, another story breaks and we move on. <laughs> this story doesn't want to go away. What is going on? So the auditing profession certainly has been under the spotlight for several quarters now. And quite simply, they don't seem to be doing their job. They don't seem to be auditing firms and exposing any sort of malfeasance. They're not unearthing any director impropriety, for example. Mm. And KPMG, who we know was in the media through much of last year, is now again in the media for not having preemptively exposed VBS Bank's uh, malfeasance. In fact, the manner in which the bank was being run contravened not just financial sector regulations, but also directors were helping themselves to loans, um, which, of course, should have not been part of uh, standard practice. And KPMG with the auditors who did not uncover, who did not expose this practice. And if anything, it has since emerged that senior partners at the firm, in fact, also were granted by VBS. And that points to a very blatant conflict and perhaps, perhaps may have contributed to KPMG not doing its work, at least with respect to the relevant partners. Now, when the KPMG story broke last year, a lot of people thought it's possibly the end of the accounting firm as we know it, but they survived it. How did they survive last year? So there was capitulation. Several directors, including the chief executive officer, resigned. Of course, many were unhappy with uh, the fact that they resigned without necessarily incurring great sanction. Nonetheless, there were senior management changes, Um, And there was an attempt by KPMG to uh, launch a meaningful restructuring combined with a chair attempting to suggest that uh, the firm appreciates it conducted itself improperly Mm. and would attempt to reinvent itself. Of course, this comes as a a blow in a sense that um, the, the culture of impropriety may actually be systemic. It may actually be deeper and KPMG may have been a firm conducting itself uh, where individual senior individuals, the auditing uh, entities, and this mm. is the Independent Regulatory Board of Auditors. And in fact, IRBA, headed by the CEO Bernard Agalas, has been on a venture for a length of time now to attempt to create an environment where these auditors, in fact, function better. One of the things, for example, that he has sought to introduce and with success last year was auditor rotation. So, for example, there were some auditing firms that were auditing another company, one of their clients, for years, if not decades. And mm. one would argue that creates a cozy relationship. It does. And a, and, mm-hmm. and a potential where the auditor may also want to and continue to encourage that annuity income and therefore mm-hmm. not expose impropriety. Mm-hmm. That uh, obviously has, has come to uh, a head. And of course now IRBA and CEO, the CEO is again suggesting there may be a possibility that auditing firms that do broadly two things, they provide advisory services on the one hand and on the other traditional auditing services. And perhaps these firms need to be broken up where the auditing
auditing and the advisory services function separately because you can you can imagine if you are also bidding and attempting to procure work and and provide services to a company, but you are also the auditor and you expect to be the policeman mm. identifying impropriety, you may be inclined to go soft on the auditing. So I think the auditing profession has gone through a crisis, but a crisis brought upon itself. And I think especially with Bernard at the helm, I celebrate that last year, or at least uh, not last year, recently he had a, his, ex- his contract extended by two years. And I think many uh, auditing firms were reluctant to see that, but favorably he's had his term extended for two years. Bravo. And particularly so he can continue to purge the auditing profession of these excesses. Mm. What I find very weird is that these prom- improprieties are always just named improprieties, but never really called white-collar crimes where people actually get called to book. They always get to resign, and then they get their payouts, and then they walk away. When does it become a criminal offense where they need to answer for what they've done? When is someone going to jail? Mm. What will it take for someone to go to jail? I really like your question in a sense that increasingly the private sector has been exposed. And it's not just the auditing profession, but an array of industries. Mm. Uh, I won't mention the names, but then the public media, those that have been aligned to the Gupta family, for example, and the Gupta associates, clearly it uh, transcended just the auditing profession. Mm. So I think you could write in, in calling boards to account, oversight entities. So IRBA, for example, an entity that you know I don't think many people knew of only three or four years ago. The auditing profession was also quite sleepy, and many people were, were not really aware in the lay in the layman's eyes what, what they do, and this has been exposed. So I concur with you that the sanctions that have thus far been meted, it's safe to say, uh, not all of them have fitted the crime, mm. but I think society has becoming irritated, to put it mildly, and there has to be more than individuals being able to resign and exit with uh, what seems like often a golden package yeah. and with their financial, as financial affairs mm. remaining intact. It mm. cannot be that way, given the damage that they inflict on the firms that they work for and also the reputation and confidence in broader commerce and society. Will KPMG um, survive this round? There are many firms that continue to engage KPMG and get afforded the new chief executive at KPMG opportunity to turn the firm around, to reinvent itself. But I suspect that these allegations are going to test its mettle. Mm. I think we need KPMG. We need, in a sense, not KPMG in its current form, KPMG and its existing practices, at least uh, in the respect of certain partners. But we need, a ver- we need the auditing profession to be policemen. Uh, and and diligent in that duty, we need several auditing firms so that they can be competitive and therefore do the type of work that the society and the um, or the, overs- the regulator expects. And and just so that there's a multitude of competing voices um, just simply doing their work. So I think what we need is tougher board oversight. We need chief executives with spine and who need to be exposed if they conduct them or carry out malfeasance. Uh, the regulatory board is certainly becoming far more activist. And also, I think, you know, beyond that, the Financial Services Board, 
South African Reserve Bank. We've seen an activism, especially from the Saab with VBS, that was incredibly welcome. And if I may just quickly conclude, you may recall, as soon as VBS was exposed, several were saying, you know, there was a narrative floating that uh, this is a black bank and it's not being given an opportunity to thrive and it's being suppressed by the regulatory body. And I think what's welcome is that whether it's white-collar crime, whether it is individuals that under the guise of promoting black interest are also advancing uh, businesses. But in the meantime, we must call out malfeasance, corruption, wherever it is, because it robs the economy of growth, yes. and it robs the poor of job opportunities. Yeah. Surely should also call out people who think that the race card is an easy way out of holding black business to account, mm. because there's you a standard know, and that's what's expected of you. Fresh, that's a lovely question again, and I think increasingly people are realizing the race card, in fact, as soon as it is launched as a defense mechanism, is weak. I think increasingly there's a level of sophistication that is gripped and, you know, I refer to the layman. Even the layman um, is just so much more fay with contemporary commercial affairs, political affairs, which all just become so literate mm. in terms of the political cycle, global macro and South African affairs. People are gripped by the promise of euphoria, morphing into concretized growth opportunities. And I think you're dead right. It, it, you know, oversight bodies with um, particular briefs must pursue that zealously. And I think individuals who find themselves compromised must not be able to easily slither mm. off into the night and reestablish themselves gracefully. Uh, Gulam Balim, thank you as always for your time. Financial analyst Gulam Balim talking KPMG. This was Fresh Money on Metro FM. Apologies, news is late. Here's Angie Kumalo.